0: Yo, 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 what's going on, guys? It is Eli Fox, the host of the All Day Buffalo podcast. This is episode 14, and welcome back. I am so glad to be having you guys listen to me today on this beautiful Saturday. Um, I am recording on a Friday, so it is a beautiful Friday for me, but when you are listening, I hope that your weekend has started off great and it's been a great day. And it is a great day to be listening to some Bills-related content, so I hope that I can make your day a little bit better um, with all the things that I have to say, whether you agree with them or not. Um, But today we are going over another installment of the Mafia Medley, um, where we go over three hot topics about the Bills. That is, whether they are hot in the news, um, on social media, uh, whether I think they're hot or not, uh, maybe some hypotheticals. Um, This one is always fun because I can kind of go over the stuff that um, has piqued my interest throughout the week. Um, So I'm very, very excited to get going on this again. But before we do, I just want to say there is not going to be a guest on this show. I am still trying to iron out some details with some people, trying to connect with some people, um, and trying to get to know some people so I can um, get started and get some days scheduled where we can talk some bills together. Um, And I really, really want to bring you guys some duo content. Um, I I am looking for a co-host full-time, and I mean, if you guys know anybody, hit me up. Um, But in the meantime, I will do this solo, and I will do it to the best of my ability, just like every single week. Um, But without any more to say, uh, let's get it started on another Mafia Medley episode. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. So, here are our three topics that we will be discussing today. Number one, we will be discussing OTAs. Uh, number two, it is called the Nelson Whisperer. I will not give any spoilers on that now. You will just have to know by the time we talk about it. Um, and number three, it is who's your running back one? And I asked this question on Twitter a couple hours ago, seeing if I could get a couple responses. I got some of my BIB guys to talk about it, and I got some other Twitter followers to talk about it, so I'm excited to read those off um, and see where they stand on the running back situation, which is going to be very, very fun leading into camp and then leading into the season to see who comes out on top in a pretty heated running back battle between Singletary, Moss, and Breida. I have my takes on it, um, and I will get into those last, and then we will talk about the tweet bank. Um, so let's get it started. Number one, OTAs. OTAs are now in full swing and oh my goodness the boys are back, dude. Stefan Diggs arrived late, but he was walking down. Uh he was working it down in Florida. Um he was working out with one of his good friends, Leonard Fournette. Um and and you know there was a lot of stuff going on and I don't really know if this was really many Bills fans saying this. I think I saw a lot more like media members saying this, and it was basically people saying that the fact that Stefan Diggs is not at OTAs is a reason for concern. And I think this is just people kind of blowing smoke, trying to get a little uh, turmoil going with one of the best teams in the AFC. And there's really nothing, there's no substance to it. Um, so I don't really think there was, there's nothing wrong with a, with a seasoned veteran not being at the first couple of days of OTAs. Especially when he is in his comfort zone working out with his good friends. Um, he posted videos. Uh, Leonard Fournette posted videos. And um, it, there was just there was just nothing wrong with it. As long as he's working um, and he's doing the right things during the offseason, I don't care. You know, every player has their own system. Every player has their own routine and process. Um, and that that process works for them. So you want your best players to do what's what works best for them. And um, I am... Totally on board with that being uh, Stefan Diggs' way of going about the offseason. But he is now there, and there have been multitudes of videos um, coming out of just like routes and and, uh, passing concepts that they've been working on. And oh man, dude, it just feels so good to see these guys back on the field. 17 plus 14 equals 6 is in full effect yet again. Um, It looks like they have not skipped a beat since last season, uh, like, you know, these crossing routes, these, these, uh, deep routes, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are just always on the same page with each other, with each other, it seems. Um, and it's, it's just so fun to see. And also Emmanuel Sanders first time in a Bill's uniform or in a Bill's practice uniform looking really, really good. Uh, he had a couple nice connections with Josh Allen. Um, just it just seems like Josh Allen meshes with every single receiver that he comes in contact with. We can literally go back through his career and and see that even in his rookie year, he was able to give some of those pretty garbage wide receivers that we had on that 2018 Bills team career seasons. Zay Jones had a career season with Josh Allen. So, you know, I mean... Then you look at more recently, John Brown had career seasons. Stephon Diggs did. Um, The list goes on and on, and it, it seems like Josh Allen is just you know a a wide receiver's dream quarterback because it seems like he meshes really well with them. He understands them really well, and it seems like he gets to know them really well. And I think that's a very very big and important part of the reason why Josh Allen has success and why he has success now. Um, it, it's just, it's just really, really good to see. It's, it's nice to have a quarterback that's like that. Um, and staying in the quarterback realm, uh, we got to have a nice look at, at Money Mitch too, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he looks really good. There was a nice side-by-side, uh, video that, uh, DM3 posted on Twitter and it basically was a slow, uh, a slowed down video of Josh throwing to Stefan Diggs and, uh, Mitch Trubisky throwing, I want to say it was Emmanuel Sanders, but I'm not too too sure about that um, but like Josh Allen's release point the velocity on the ball his arm strength it's just all shown in this one video and also that connection with Stefan Diggs it, Diggs is literally breaking into his route turning his head and the ball is already in the air zipping in Diggs is making his break already eye on the ball catches it runs it upfield obviously there's no defense on him but it looks really really nice Um, And it looks like it's going to, like that connection is going to uh, keep being fruitful for us, uh, for us Bills fans. But Money Mitch, I mean, the side-by-side showed how Josh Allen is, is a very elite quarterback. And it also showed that Mitch Trubisky doesn't stink. Like Mitch Trubisky obviously isn't Josh Allen. But he's also not a second-string quarterback. And the fact that he is our backup quarterback is pretty friggin' awesome. Um, he, I really hope he, he shines in the preseason. And God forbid if Josh Allen goes down for a couple games um, or longer, then Trubisky will be able to show off the fact that he, he can be an important part of a franchise. I think he just got a bad shake in Chicago. Um, he didn't have the best weapons. He didn't have the best system around him. And it just seemed like he was built to fail there. Um, But when he, it just seems like he's now happier in Buffalo. And it seems like that's the case for a lot of free agents. Um, You don't know how much you're going to love Buffalo until you go to Buffalo. And you be around the teammates and you be around everybody. Um, And it's just very exciting to see. But all in all, OTAs, it's great to see everyone back. Um, I'm really excited to see how the rookies uh, do in OTAs and then in training camp. I think DeMar Hamlin is going to be a breakout star. I can't wait to see him coming out of of camp. Uh, He's going to take over the role of Dean Marlowe very, very well. Uh, That's basically, I think, the spot that he's going to be filling. It's not like he's going to take over Poyer or Hyde uh, at the safety positions, but he can play that that Dean Marlowe safety specialist role where he'll come in for a multitude of snaps per game, but he will not play the whole game. Um, and he will be very, very impactful for this team, I think. Um, but also Rousseau and Basham, I'm excited to see. They're, they're going to be really, really good, in my opinion. Uh, you might have to give Rousseau a, a year or two to get uh, his feet wet in the NFL, but Basham, I think, will be ready. Basham will get the majority of the snaps over Rousseau, and he will he will get his fair share of sacks which I'm very, very excited to watch. So, let's move on to number two, the Nelson Whisperer. You might be like, uh, what the hell is that? Yes, you heard me right. I am the, I am the Nelson Whisperer. I posted a, a photo edit on the BIB Twitter, and it got liked by Stephen Nelson. The tweet didn't blow up by any means, so I wasn't expecting this at all. I didn't tag him in it. It just must have popped up on his feed. Um, but... Steven Nelson, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, liked my, my edit. And it was a, basically a picture of him. He was still in his Pittsburgh uniform, but there was a Bills background and it was kind of edited in the back. Um, it looked really clean and Nelson liked it. And then later on, I think a couple of days later, he tweeted out temperature check. Now you could kind of, if we're going to do the whole JJ Watt, uh, you know, tweet analysis thing, we're gonna look into this, and we can be all psycho and and try and figure out what temperature check could mean. It could mean temperature check. What's the temperature? Uh, if I'm going to this 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 football city, what's the temperature gonna be like? What is it gonna be cold? Is it gonna be hot? Um, in my opinion, I think it's uh, it, it it is it cold right now. You know, is Buffalo cold in the summer? Um, it is not. It is ever, normal everywhere else in the summer. I lived. I grew up in Maine. Um, I know what it's like to have people say, "Oh, what's the temperature in Maine during 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 June?" It's like obviously it's eighty five. It's the summer. <laughs> but I think that this this cryptic temperature check tweet by Stephen Nelson is in response to my edit. <laughs> Uh, that's just my uh, humble opinion on it. I think I am the Steven Nelson whisperer. Um, but this this whole thing, getting down to more serious matters, this makes me hungry for a cornerback signing again. I was, I was team sign a cornerback or draft a cornerback in the draft um, or in free agency. I was early high on Richard Sherman. Now, I'm not so much high on Richard Sherman. Um, I'd much rather have a Steven Nelson. I really wanted a Fitu Milifonwu. Uh, I wanted a Sante Samuel Jr. I wanted Caleb Farley. I wanted all those guys in the draft. Uh, it just seemed like we passed on Milifonwu three times. So, obviously, cornerback two is not a, a position of, of desperate need for Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott um, and for this football team. I think that just means that those two guys have, have a plan for this team. They have uh, they, they have faith in Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace to have a, a good, clean battle for who can become the CB2 of this football team. And I, I think that Nelson is uh, just about the best we could get, though, in uh, CB-wise through the free agency at this point. You know, Richard Sherman, you could get him too, but I don't think you're getting too much. I think that would end up being like a – a Josh Norman situation. I've said in the past that it would not be like that. But as I think about it more and more and I read more and more on it, I look at their stats and whatnot. I just think that Steven Nelson would probably be the better look there. Um, I think that he would also be cheaper. And we know that the bills are a little bit strapped on cap, even though that Stefan Diggs did restructure his, uh, his money into a signing bonus. So that frees up like $7 million or so in cap space. And that definitely frees up enough uh, space for a good free agent signing. And that could be Steven Nelson. It could be Zach Ertz. A lot of people are fired up about Zach Ertz. I've been so hesitant on it. I, I wouldn't call myself a believer in Dawson Knox by any means. I'm very interested in what Dawson Knox shows us in year three, but I'm more of a believer in Jacob Hollister and not to get away from the whole cornerback uh, dialogue that I was just having. But now we're talking about tight ends. Dawson Knox has a lot to prove. And if Dawson Knox doesn't live up to the the so-called hype or potential, then I think Jacob Hollister could really get a nice amount of looks. And if we get Zach Ertz, I think it would be a two-headed dragon between Zach Ertz and Dawson Knox and Jacob Hollister would kind of be left on the outskirts. And I don't want to see that happen because I think that Jacob Hollister has a lot to offer this team. I think that he has a lot of potential um as a tight end with Josh Allen as his quarterback because of their connection from Wyoming. I think there there there's more potential for longer-term greatness between Hollister And Allen, and I also think that Hollister can push Dawson Knox enough in camp. He can push him to the point where Dawson Knox now has to win this job. Dawson Knox has not had... He has not ever had to battle. So Dawson Knox now has to win this job from Jacob Hollister, who I think is going to put a lot of of pressure on him. Um, So that'll be really exciting to see. If we get Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz I think is going to be the plug-and-play tight end one. Um, over Dawson Knox, they're not going to put him behind Dawson Knox, and they're, they're, they're it's just the way that it's going to be. And I think then you're pushing Hollister down to tight end three, and you're not going to see him enough, and Hollister is not going to get the burn that I think he deserves and that I think he will be very opp- opportunistic with. So that's all I got to say on tight ends, though. Uh, but going back to cornerback, if if we don't get Stephen Nelson, if we don't get a cornerback and free agency, the limited options that we have, if we don't get them, it's not like we have absolute crap at the cornerback two position. Whether it's Levi or Dane, it's not like, it, we're just picking between who's going to be the most average um, in lack of a better term. Uh, Levi is average. Dane can be something special. We just don't know with Dane yet. Uh, it's going to be a whole other summer for Dane to prove that he's really, really good. Uh, he showed a lot of nice flashes in in the season last season and it's going to be really fun uh between these two guys. I can't wait to see who wins this out. I have a feeling it might be Levi early and Dane might slide in later. Levi might not you know play to the potential that we or the the expectations that we set for him or that the team sets for him and Dane Jackson will become the full-time CB2 later in the season, halfway through the season, whatever it may be. I think that by the end of the season, though, come playoff time, Dean Jackson will be the starting cornerback, too. In addition to Trey White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, and that flex position of Damar Hamlin, I think that's a really, really nice uh, secondary. The Bills secondary is definitely in good hands, no matter who we have. But Nelson would definitely be nice. So let's move on to our third and final topic, Who's your running back one? Now, this has been a very, very hot topic in Bills Mafia, social media, and whatnot. Who's your running back one? We have basically three options. You could stretch it and say four, uh, but there's three main options. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Matt Breida, and that kind of odd man out at the four position is Antonio Williams, who unfortunately I don't think He's going to make the team, very unfortunately. I, I really, really like Antonio Williams. I wish he had a spot on this team. But with the addition of Brita, it just seems like Brita is definitely going to make this team unless Brita really, really stinks um, in in training camp or in preseason. And, and it, he just loses his spot that way. But I don't think that he will. I think that he will really have a nice, uh, a nice time here with the Bills. And he will kind of revive his career, in a way, uh, even with the limited snaps that I think he will get. But my running back one, with given those four three guys, I'm rocking with Devin Singletary, and here's why. I think that he's primed for a great year. He's coming off a lackluster year, and he may br- break out and surprise a lot of the doubters. There are a ton of Singletary doubters. I'll go to the tweet bank. I took a quick look at him, and there is definitely one tweet that I saw that <laughs> That is definitely doubting Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary didn't play well last year. It's, the fa- it's a fact. Um, he might not have played well because of, a, of the movement on the offensive line. We never really had a solid offensive line. We never had a, a solid core group of guys there. It always seemed like there was some turnover. There was people getting injured. We were trying new things out. We had Brian Winters, for Christ's sake, on our line. And it, it just never seemed to work out. Um, And that definitely had an effect on Devin Singletary. I'll go to my grave talking about that. I I, I don't think that all of Devin Singletary's struggles were on Singletary last year. Um, I'm a strong believer in Singletary. I love the way that he played in his rookie season. And if a rookie can play like that, it it doesn't necessarily mean if they have a bad year that they're going to always play like crap for the rest of their career. Uh, I really, really think that he is primed for a breakout uh, and he's definitely going to surprise some downers. Uh, another reason, he's big now. He's been working out, and I'm sure you've seen the, the pictures of the guy, dude. He looks huge. Uh, Judge Mathis over at uh, Buffalo Fanatics had a really, really funny uh, episode on his Air Raid Hour about that, uh, and he, he ended up changing his, his profile picture to Devin Singletary's abs, which was really, really funny. But it just goes to show that this dude is huge, and he's making an impression on Bill's Mafia that he is big and he is back. Uh, I, I really think that that, that size is going to work in his in in his advantage. Now, hopefully that doesn't turn his speed down, though, because we know him as that like quick-cut quick, quick cut, uh, burst of speed type of running back, and that's what he's good at. He's definitely our best option at running back one. Uh, as much as I love Moss, as much as I love Bre- the signing of Brita, Singletary's our guy. Moss is definitely going to get his touches. He's going to get his touches on short yard. He's probably going to be like a third down back, uh, short yard back, or a goal line back where he can just pound in touchdowns, pound away a third third and one, third and two. If you just got to get him straight up through the middle, if it's a little too far for Josh to run up the middle on a QB sneak, then you bring in Zach Moss where he can almost guarantee you three yards and he can get you that first down. Brida is going to be our specialty guy. He is going to be our our Swiss Army blade out of the running back room. Uh, I think that he's going to get probably like five touches a game, uh, give or take. I think that he will prove that he is going to be opportunistic opportunistic in those in those carries, in those receptions. I think that we could see a lot of um, receiving plays out of him. You know, coming out of the backfield. Uh, Slip screen type stuff and having him, you know, get out in space and use that speed that he has that he is that is going to be really, really important for this Bills team because we don't have a guy that has breakaway speed. Uh, Yeah, we have Isaiah McKenzie who's dummy fast and we have Marquez Stevenson who may or may not make the wide receiver roster, but he is stupid fast as well. Uh, I think that I think on a whole different note, I think McKenzie and Stevenson are going to have a great battle for who returns kicks. Uh, I think that McKenzie will return punts and he will definitely have a, I think he's almost a lock to be a, on the roster. Uh, but I think that he will lock down punts. I think that Marquez Stevenson has to be the guy returning kickoffs. I don't think that Isaiah McKenzie will be effective on kick returns. Like there, I said it. It's just the way that I feel about it. I think that Marquez Stevenson is more of a specialized guy in that. I, if you've ever watched returns from his his time uh in college he's he's ridiculously fast he's like sneaky fast he doesn't look like he's moving that fast but then you see him moving against other guys and phew, he's gone dude if he finds the open space he's gone he's the perfect guy to be the kick return man i think they will all have great impacts that's just all that's just you know that's the bottom line i think they will they will They'll shine in their spots. Uh, Singletary will be the feature, will be the running back one. Moss will be that short yardage guy. Brito will be the special, you know, Swiss Army knife guy. Um, And Antonio Williams, I think, unfortunately, will probably be a practice squad fringe guy. Um, As much as I do love him, he was so fun to watch in that Miami Dolphins game that ended the season where he just broke loose, Made the Dolphins' defense look silly. Uh, I'd love to see him get uh, burned at any point in his career, uh, whether that's on the Bills or not. I think that he he can definitely find a home. He he is a really good running back, but it's too bad that we kind of have a flooded running back room right now. Say Zach Moss wasn't there, or Breida didn't get signed. Antonio Williams is a hundred percent on this team. Uh, it's just it's tough with the, the the position battles that are happening. So let us head over to the tweet bank where I have some replies to my tweet. I tweeted out, who's your running back one this year? I said, tell me why. My guy, Michael Lisman, the caveman, a built-in Buffalo uh, man himself. He posts a bunch of YouTube videos uh, weekly over on the built-in Buffalo YouTube channel. Check him out. He is hilarious. He's got really, really good production, um, and and he always has some good content to share, so please check him out. But he said, going to be a rotating room unless one guy really struggles it'll be a 1a slash 1b type thing although it was up to although if it was up to me give me devin for running back one i completely agree it is definitely going to be a rotating room i think everyone's going to get their taste of the ball they're going to get to share the sugar and i think everyone's going to get their impactful moments uh and you'll see of touchdowns you'll see moss touchdowns and you'll see singletary touchdowns all over the place so thank you michael for commenting. EJ at EJ Town says, Singletary, even with sharing the backfield with Moss, he's going to come close to 1K on the ground and 45 plus receptions. I like this take. I think that he, that Singletary will finish the season between 800 and 1,000 yards. Um, he will definitely have an above average season. Even with Moss, uh, even with Moss in the backfield, I don't think Moss is going to get as many carries as Singletary. Singletary will win over this job He will come close to 1K on the ground. I like it. 45-plus receptions, I'd love it. Hopefully he can get those hands right coming out of the backfield. But I'd also love to see Breida getting those touches out of the backfield, uh, receiving-wise. DJ Mock says, Josh Allen, because no one else can run the ball. (laughs) I thought that was funny. I replied the laughing emojis on that one. Um, It's funny. I mean, Josh Allen definitely gets his taste of running the ball. Josh Allen will not be running back one. He will be QB one, though. Um, I like that though, that's funny that definitely gave me a good laugh um, and then someone replied to his tweet and said Devin got stronger in the offseason this boy is becoming a man I think he's going to explode this year thousand club and he posted that picture of Devin Singletary flexing in the mirror uh, with his abs out and his guns out he, he looks big man I, I, I don't see any reason why he can't reach the thousand club I, I really hope he does I think uh, the year three thing is a thing in Buffalo I love it Uh, And last guy on Twitter said, let me find it real quick. He said, first of all, he said, for fantasy, lock me in for Dalvin Cook. I wasn't talking about for fantasy, but Dalvin Cook would be a great pickup um, in fantasy. And I said, no, I meant for the Bills. So he goes, oh, okay. For Bills, I feel like they want it to be Singletary, but he just doesn't pass the eye test for me. I think Moss will be an excellent short yardage goal linebacker but with like 10 to 12 touches a game. Talent-wise, give me Brita all day. If healthy, will surprise, and I love that. Breida, I think, will push Singletary more than Moss will. But Moss has kind of the better build for that short yardage, you know, 10 to 12 touch type of game, where he can get close to the the goal line, to the uh, to the sticks, and get those first downs and touchdowns when we need them most uh, in those short yardage, uh, you know, ne- not necessarily in the time of the game where you need a big play, you're not going to put Zach Moss in the game on a third and 15 with two minutes left and Josh has to get the ball down the field. Zach Moss isn't going to be that guy unless you need him uh, staying in the backfield to, to block. That's like, you know, the best place for him because he is a better blocker than Singletary. And then let me go over to my DMs. Cause I did have one in there, two in there. Uh, Mr. Vince Taylor, my guy, also a built-in Buffalo guy, he had a nice lengthy response. He said, last year, it felt like they wanted Moss to be the guy uh, and use Motor as like a Darren Sproles type. Uh, This year, I think Motor steps up big. I I can't really justify that other than I think Motor had success and might be feeling the pressure. I think Motor is the guy between the 20s, and Moss gets the GL and short yard work, GL as in goal line. Uh, there will be some overlap, and Breida takes carries here or there. I think Motor is the one with the better yardage stats at year's end, but his touchdowns are low. I totally agree. I don't think Singletary is going to score a lot because we have Zach Moss to do the the finishing work. If, if, if Motor gets it close, Motor gets it inside the five, bring in Zach Moss, punch it in, get off the field, bring the defense in. I love it, Vince. Thank you. Dave Myers, Mr. DM3, the founder, the GOAT. He says, I think Motor is running back one mindset. I just think Dable gets in his own head sometimes and just tries to use them both. Need to find the right blocking scheme that fits both guys' style. Breeders should be active. Very weak uh, weak for sweeps and screens, in my opinion. Um, I love this take. I think that is very, very true, that Dable does kind of get in his head sometimes. Dable is great, and we know that. Dable has done some really, really good things for this offense. He has done amazing things for Josh Allen. Um, but I think that he does get in his own head, and especially about this whole running back situation. It was such a weird you know, conundrum that we had last season. It was just all so mixed up. We didn't have any success, so it seemed like they were trying to force success sometimes. Sharing the, 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 the touches evenly between Moss and Singletary was just kind of weird to me. I think that there was, just, there was a need for better situational use of the running backs. Uh, we just didn't use them right. You would run on first down sometimes and then never run again. And it was just like, it, 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 would, it would never, that way of running the ball would never prove um, effective for that running back room. But that is all I got. Thank you guys so much for listening. It has been another episode of the All Day Buffalo podcast, another installment of the Mafia Medley, where I go over three of my favorite topics throughout the week. Um, it has been a blast talking about this stuff. I love talking about the running backs. I think it is a really, really interesting conversation. Um, there's so many different ways that you can t- uh, take it. I love talking about OTAs. It's so good to see these guys back on the field. And uh, that second topic, that the fact that I had the Nelson Whisperer, I, I was so jacked up when he liked that. Um, I was like, oh, man, I'm about to leak some information. Steven Nelson in Buffalo, baby. Um, but for real, I, I, I'm excited for whatever happens this season. I just... I am chomping at the bit to get to the season. Like I, I, I just can't wait anymore. It's, it, it's, it's too long. We're at like 100 days until Bill's football, and it's 100 days too many. Start it now. Start the season now, please. But thank you guys so much again. Uh, it, it, it means so much to me, the fact that you guys are listening to this podcast. Uh, it's always been a dream of mine, as you guys know if you've heard any of my other episodes, um, to be talking to you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Come back next Saturday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And as always, go Bills. Later, y'all.